Hello, and welcome to another episode of City on a Hill, a podcast about what it means to be a citizen of heaven and a citizen of the United States. We want to encourage Christians to find their tribe in the church and their hope in the kingdom of God, rather than to seek both in the kingdom of man. So with that, let's get to it today. Well, hello, I'm Eric Eastet. And I'm Scott Reevely. And this is the City on a Hill podcast. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back, Scott. Scott, what is going on? Well, it's so today. nice of you to welcome me back each week. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we are uh, kind of entering a busy season for our family, and uh, being grandparents is taking a taking a toll on the sleep already here this week, mm. and it's going to probably do that the next several weeks, which is <laughs> which is good, and um, we wouldn't have it any other way. Well, that's great. I I know from experience that. The, the parents love it when the grandparents watch the kids, so it's well, great. And the grandparents, or the, yeah, the grandparents just aren't used to it like the parents are anymore, so you got to kind of up your game. That's, that's right. The parents are just foggy all the time because of lack of sleep. That's right. Maybe grandparents aren't used to being foggy, right, <laughs> and right. then to be foggy is a different, totally. different issue altogether. Totally. Well, no, I thought today that um, I'd follow up a little bit on a conversation I had yesterday. It was really... Uh, uh, a great conversation with uh, a brother who saw things differently than I did. And all of your counsel, Eric, on how to talk with people and how to not, um, I don't know, fight or be uh, rude and how to understand and listen and ask questions and all the things that, you know, you've talked about, we've talked about here. Uh, I tried to resurrect those in my mm. mind and listen to him and he to me. And it was just a really good conversation. So I felt really good about how it went. I'm sure we'll have other conversations. I'm sure mm. that we perceive each other, though we may not align exactly on policies or candidates, we would see ourselves as aiming at the same things. Mm. And so it really ended up being a good uh, conversation, but it was about um, the the stated topic of the conversation was separation of church and state. And one of, one of the good ones. Well, it is a it is a good one. In fact, it's a really great one. We're really thankful that that's a that that's a thing, and that we talk about that, mm-hmm. and that we have that built into our system. So it was all uh, good. But anyway, one of the things that it uh, made me realize is that if if you don't have to talk about this on a podcast every week and you don't really hear, you, you know, a very wide range of um, conversations about church and state and uh, politics in the church, uh, you end up with um, sort of a really narrow band of ways to talk about that. Mm. Like, um, separation of church and state is maybe the issue. In other words, it doesn't, there aren't multiple issues that it's just sort of the central one and the language around, you know, how the church and the state relate to one another ends up being just separation. Sure. And then what? Mm-hmm. And so that I just thought it'd be worth uh, bringing up and talking about so that we can have, um, 
you know, a little more clarity on it. And there are some things that just came up in this conversation I think are worth sharing with people. And Mm -hmm. so anyway, that's what I was hoping we could do today. Can we start, before we go to other spots, can we talk about the separation piece for a bit? Because I I was thinking about that. Why is that? It's kind of a flashpoint, whether you're for or against separation. It's kind of like, this is the policy issue. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was, as you're talking and thinking about, I was thinking about that. Why, why would that be? And it's, if that's the flashpoint, it's probably because either we think the state is the main actor and now I need to keep the church away from it. So some would say the state is, uh, 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 one definition could be something like uh, the government is everything that we do together. So it just encompasses everything. So mm-hmm. if anything that would affect our ability to do things together, we want to keep away, keep it separate. And then if you were on the other side of that issue and that's the way you look at it, you go, actually, the church is great. So why would you, why would you want to separate those things? Because, because we, because of that view would be, oh, I don't like that. We want to put those more together than, than they want us to. Well, I think the way we commonly hear it is different from the way that it was originally intended. Mm -hmm. We commonly hear, let's keep the church out of state things. I mean, so right. that's like what you hear in the news and, right. you know, somebody's going to gripe about it in public, on Twitter, or whatever. That's the way the debate is defined. Right. Yeah. Is keep the church out of the government. So in other words, protect the government from the church. Mm-hmm. Well, the protecting the government from the church isn't, um, you know, really the main issue even. It's one issue. The other side of the same coin is to protect the church from the state. And so if, if there, if you know, if you sort of let the guard down and let the church and state mingle, you end up with, uh, you, you may end up with some uh, additional, what do we want to say, just motives or inducements to morality or to a certain viewpoint mm-hmm. that happen to have, you know, God's weight behind them, mm-hmm. which would be a problem. I mean, you can't coerce a conscience like that. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. Roger Williams um, was one that sort of let us, uh, that way we talked about him a few weeks ago. And um, so there are problems when the church mingles with the state and, and begins to throw its weight around. But the other thing that happens then is you end up corrupting the church. You end up mm-hmm. um, giving the church the tools that are not spiritual tools, but fleshly tools, mm-hmm. power and influence and wealth and all the things that don't make up the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm that don't reflect the priorities of Jesus, that, uh, and that's the tools with which the state operates. And so mm. when you um, try and mingle them, you end up with the church playing a different game than the church is supposed to play, so it mm-hmm. really does cause the church problems. Right. And you end up with, um, well, at least pe- you know people feeling coerced mm-hmm. by the church or by the weight that God cares about this policy mm. and and they you know that's pretty hard for people to uh who who don't want to acknowledge god or who don't want to submit to god to recognize so i think that there is you know there's danger on both sides right um you know my concern as a pastor of course is that we don't mm-hmm. corrupt the church and uh that's the primary concern i don't for want sure. to corrupt the state either but um well and i, I think what i was trying to say is the the way the debate is usually right. situated mm-hmm. places the wrong emphasis on both. It doesn't 
it, it places the wrong emphasis on the state and it places the wrong emphasis on the church. And I think a better way to look at how we're going to talk about separation of church and state is how do we protect the state so the state can do what the state's supposed to do and how do we protect the church so the church can do what the church is supposed to do. And it, so it's less about it's less about a separation, more about hey, what are you guys responsible for? Well, it's more about, now, yeah, it's more about purpose, right? Exactly. And right. see, I think that's really important to keep in mind mm-hmm. because when you would align them or mingle them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you assume that the the purpose of the state and the purpose of the church are the same, right? And you know, there are some, there is some overlap. They are to execute justice, to, you know, fight the evil, fight evil or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the church is to proclaim the risen Jesus and to exalt the risen Jesus. And you are not going to find uh, a government to do that. The church is to make disciples of Jesus. You're not going to find the government mm-hmm. making disciples of Jesus. And so while there is overlap, there is not the same goal or the same end. And I think that that's in in that regard, they need to be mm-hmm. separate because mm-hmm. they're doing different things. They're going different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're thankful for you know the the state when it does its job. It is um, a servant of the Lord, mm-hmm. but in a different way right. than uh, the church is. So the uh, the foundation of this separation of church and state as we like to talk about it is the first amendment uh which simply says congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof then it talks about free speech and press and assembly and uh petition to the government but no law respecting the establishment of religion and prohibiting the free exercise thereof so there are two sides of the religion Mm -hmm. Uh, which is interesting. There's, there's one side of the freedom of speech, one side of the freedom of press, one mm-hmm. side of the right of the people to assemble, but there's kind of two sides to the religion one. So right. what? Why do? You, why is that? Do you think? Well, I, the way I re- read this, and I think it's helpful to think about it this way, is the founders are putting together a government, and they're they're creating a powerful government. That's what's going on. It's we're going to create a federal. There's a bunch of state stuff going on. There's a bunch of city stuff going on already. But we're going to do one big, overarching United States of America, right? And they say Congress. So Congress is the place that can make laws and they can they can limit people from doing things. But what the Constitution is doing is limiting this new powerful government from doing certain things. And with this first this First Amendment, it's it's saying Congress basically you don't have you don't get to play in the sandbox of religion. That's not that's not your sandbox. You have to stay in this sandbox over here. So we're going to write it two ways. One, you cannot make a law respecting an establishment of religion. So you can't say, hey, we're going to raise the Jesus flag or we're going to raise the Islam flag or we're going to raise whatever flag. You guys can't establish anything because you can't call the rules about what religion is appropriate. And you can't make a law that prohibits someone else from practicing a religion. So it's really hemmed in the government. This is less about hey, everybody, here's what you can or cannot do. This is about what the government can or cannot do. And I think there's a, I would use the language of spheres, and, but I don't know mm-hmm. that the founders would have, but it it seems to me that they're saying, hey, Congress or, and, and the government has a particular sphere. When we write all this down, we're going to make sure they stay in that sphere so they don't go somewhere else. It's, it's a limiter yeah. on on the government. So I'm uh, when I first read this, first, first read this, they, 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 they shall not, 
make no law respecting an establishment of religion. And I thought, why would they establish a new religion? <laughs> like, are they in the business of starting religion? What, what do we mean when we say establishment of religion? So that, oh, yeah, they, they've, they've known this to happen before. So if you go back, what, 100 years, 50 years even before um, the Declaration of Independence and for, before the Constitution was proposed and ratified, uh, several hundred years before that in Europe, they're dealing with this country is this religion. This this is a Protestant country. This is a Catholic country. This is a um, this country flip flops back flip flops and forth. back and forth. There's a reason the drink is called the Bloody Mary. It's because the Queen killed a bunch of people that was on the opposing um, opposing religion. So part of it is we know what happens when the government doesn't play in the sandbox they're supposed to play in. If if they do and they've done it before then you couple religion with a sword, and you don't want to do that. Well, and, and to say, to establish religion is to say this is our religion. Mm -hmm. This is our government's religion. I mean, mm -hmm. the Islamic State of Iran is that way. Yeah. And so is, the, so is um, England, right. the Church of England. And so you've got, you know, th there are different levels at which mm -hmm. it's, you know, works mm -hmm. for sure. But the fact that um, y you know the in an, uh, in Iran you do have a different level of you will uh, cooperate right. with this religion than you do in right. England. Thank you know thankfully. Right. But um, but that's what they were trying to avoid mm -hmm. because what they ended up with is like you said the sword enforcing the religion. That's what establishment mm -hmm. means. Mm -hmm. Is you're going to have the government you know, making this religion happen, basically. Well, an establishment means that because it's attached to Congress. Mm -hmm. if, if it was, a if some other institution was establishing a religion, it wouldn't have the force of a sword because oh, that be, sphere doesn't have a sword. It wouldn't be the government's, yeah. But because the government has the sword, they're basically writing these rules down. Hey, you're holding a sword over there, so you can't establish a religion because you're holding a sword. You're going to do something different in this world, so we're going to make sure we limit it. And and see that the interesting thing is that, that the whole sword idea. I'm I'm these two books that we've talked about here week after week. They're so hard for me to get through. I'm still You're reading. Still not them. done of them. I'm still <laughs> reading them. And uh, but they're really trying to 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 press into uh, Christians are the ones that need to bear the sword. I mean, they're really trying to get Christians to not not the books, but the what the books are referring to. The books are referring to yeah. actually the sermons of the church are trying to motivate people mm -hmm. to kill other people mm -hmm. in the name of their government. That's I mean, it, it, that's at least part of the books. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow. But um, they're really tr they're really coming, I would say as close to the line, if not past the line on the establishment, like the church is coming alongside to you know, so that the government will do our thing. It's mm -hmm. just very mm -hmm. tricky. And we've been doing that ever since. Right. I mean, this this line has been a hard one to tow the whole time. Right. And so, because because it's nice to have power, mm -hmm. you know, it's the power of the sword, like you said. I I really think that's a helpful way to think about it. And when you think of the power of the sword, then you realize why we want to keep them separate. Right. So if that's really helpful to say it that way, as a you know, as opposed and to and frankly, we don't. That's not something top of mind for us because it's not visible like it used to be visible. Mm -hmm. I, I recently read uh, The Song of Roland, which is a poem about Charlemagne engaging crusades. And he's a Christian king. 
uh, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. And he heads the government, but he would see a country over there that was Muslim, go, oh, I better go attack that country and make sure they get baptized. So he'd show up with his sword. You guys better convert. And they would war. And then, oh, the, the, the people who won said, hey, you guys got to get baptized or you're dead. Oh, oh, look, look how the converts we have. It's amazing. That's not, <laughs> those are not converts. Those are. Which is, we, we look back now on the Crusades with mm-hmm. a really, you know, great sadness and regret mm-hmm. because we recognize that's not the way you do it. But, but that's what makes this First Amendment right. so glorious mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. we, you know, our, our founders had the wisdom to say, let's keep those two separate. Mm-hmm. And anyway, there's, I'm sure there's more to be said. This is just a, uh, oh, yeah, we're just colloquy of rejoicing. There you go. How's that? <laughs> Throw another word. <laughs> um, but pro, um, the other side of it is prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we're not going to say, have the government say, this is the religion that you all must do, mm-hmm. um, we're going to say that the government's also not going to pre- prohibit the free exercise of religion. And so the, that isn't, is, is that still a separation of church to state, would you say? Yeah, I, th- I think so, because it, again, creates a barrier because, okay, I'm not going to establish a re- religion, but if I still have the power to tell you which ones you can w- do and not do, uh, hey, you're, you're worshiping this God over here. No, no, you can't do that. Oh, you, you guys can over there, but you guys can't over there. I can do the same thing without actually establishing a religion. I'm going to tamp down all the ones I don't agree with, and I'm going to um, encourage or, or leave alone the ones I do agree with. Then you have the same thing going on. So I think this protects it both it, directions. It's another way of establishing it. Mm-hmm. And, it and it says, yeah, exactly, if, if you were to do that, tamping. Mm-hmm. And, again, it limits the, uh, the ability for the government to define what religious religions can be practiced mm-hmm. you you guys don't even get to define how this stuff works that's a different different sphere i'll just keep using the word sphere over and over again because i think it's helpful mm-hmm. that's not your circle that's a different circle so you guys can't prohibit prohibit the free um, practice did i get the word right exercise, exercise. Mm-hmm. um of religion because you guys don't even get to work with those definitions that's someone else's job mm-hmm. and so i mean th- this th- what is happening here uh, there are a couple things one is free exercise thereof doesn't say which religion mm-hmm. you get free exercise of. So there is a there is a free exercise um, open to all mm-hmm. in in that regard. Yeah, and for for me to be grateful that I can freely exercise my religion is one thing. For me to be grateful that the the mosque can have free exercise mm-hmm. or the Buddhist temple or or the Catholics, which mm-hmm. was an issue even back in the day, oh, yeah. uh, that there is that they can freely exercise their religion, and the government won't interfere with them, and the government right. won't define it for them. Because as soon as the government starts defining it for them, then mm-hmm. then I should expect the government will begin to define it right. for me. And so that's one of the things that's happening with the free exercise is everybody gets free exercise, not just the ones that I like. Right. Oh, and that reminds me. When we're, when we're supposed to pray for our leaders, the goal is that we can live quiet and godly lives. And if there is free exercise, then I, I can do that. I can live a quiet and godly life, and 
I can attempt to, I can proclaim the gospel to someone who's practicing, free practicing of another religion. I have the opportunity to say, hey, you know what? Jesus rose from the dead. I want you to follow him. <laughs> you should mm -hmm. follow him. In, in a place like Iran, where it's, uh, yeah. what was the word you used? Not compulsory, but. Um, it's, yeah, it's mandatory. It's mandatory. It's going to be way more difficult to say, hey, you should worship Jesus. He rose from the dead. The, the opportunity to engage or evangelicals to be evangelistic to do those things is just harder. It's going to be harder. Um, well, you're not free exercise. That's right, why. Right. I mean, the the other thing that this free exercise does um, is that this essentially places the state in a um, since you use sandbox in a secular sandbox. Mm -hmm. In other words, they're not saying this God is the true God or that God's the true God or this way of doing it is the right thing. They're, they're, how shall I say, essentially taking a neutral position. Okay. So, so secular as neutral. Yeah. Secular okay. as neutral. No, but definitely theistic. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've been endowed with their creator by their creator mm -hmm. with certain, they're definitely theistic, but they're, 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 when I say secular, I mean that they're, they're trying to stay out of sacred space. Right. In that regard, they're sacred, or they're secular. <clears throat> In that regard, they're also neutral. Mm -hmm. They're trying to stay neutral. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. And that was, and that's the design of the government. Mm -hmm. See, and that, I think that was, was one of the things I ended up talking about with uh, my friend the other day was that, you know, what was their design? Was their design to somehow sneak Christianity in or mm -hmm. whatever? I mean, their, their design was to, to say their sacred space and their and their space that isn't sacred. The government is that space, and we will let you freely exercise it. Your you know sacred practices. So there is this. Um, to me, that's that's important for us to recognize, mm -hmm. because again, these things get all goofed up, and we end up with um, this idea that God has somehow ordained America, as mm -hmm. soon as you start talking in those languages, that language, you are, um, you're giving some kind of sacred right. space to the government. And you're not keeping them separate. And you're right. And so anyway, this, this is a, we don't do it officially. I think we're grateful. We mm -hmm. don't do it officially. There's no official establishment. There's, there is officially free exercise, but we just end up talking like and thinking like god has or you know ordained this god has made america great um god has whatever so mm -hmm. um you know what i think one of the things that we ended up when when we talk about it and they end up um, mixing or mingling uh some of it is that and this this i have heard from a number of people that the church cares about, let's just say, um, uh, pursuing good and, and eradicating evil, mm -hmm. which is kind of what we want from the government. Mm -hmm. And so in some respect, they're kind of doing the same thing. That, in other words, they have uh, purposes that align. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that some of those purposes that align cause us to think, then I must have my government be Christian because 
their goals align with Christianity. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I do that, of course, they're not separate anymore. Right. (laughs) And, and yet this, this common, you might say, uh, fighting a common enemy is part of what makes this hard to keep a separation. Mm -hmm. Um, the thing is, I, I do think we fight it with different weapons, you might say. God has given the government the sword with which to punish evil and to reward good. Mm-hmm. And he's given the church the weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal, mm-hmm. uh, but are mighty toward God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So yeah, the church has weapons that are not the same as the sword weapons. And so even though we'd like to see the same things happen, perhaps, in, in our common world, the church will approach it from one angle and the government from another mm-hmm. and not to mingle mm-hmm. the two. Well, and I think there's a, a, a desire to just keep things simple in that, um, which is it's not a bad thing. Like Definitely. if things are just easier, it's just easier to keep track of things. But there are more than one or two actors in the world. There are more than one or two institutions in the world. And the the common enemy should be, if everyone's working rightly, should be evil. Like we're gonna we're gonna battle against evil because we know the story of uh, of all of history. God created something good and it broke. We rebelled, and now the fall and all of its ramifications are working out all over the place. And there are more than two things fighting against that: fighting against evil, fighting against brokenness, and the twistedness of mm-hmm. of all creation. One of them is is the state, and it has the sword. Hey, you have this tool to beat back evil. And, and God has said, this is your tool. Right. And God has given that authority. Right. Yes. And there are, um, there are many other institutions. There are families and schools and associations and um, uh, organizations. And I'm thinking of Lions Clubs and Rotary Clubs and um, Little Leagues and unions and all of these things. They're all parts of, uh, I said earlier, people will say government is the things we do together. I don't think that's true. I think there are so many things we do together and there are all these little little spheres that we engage in and do particular things within the world. And we are always, if we're acting in this world, going to have to push against evil. Um, we're gonna have to push against the fall because things are broken. And in some small way, we're, what's, the, what's the just thing to do in this scenario? What's the righteous thing to do? How do we um, mend things that were bent? And I think the temptation is, we look at two very big things and go, ah, the state, that's powerful, and the church, that's powerful. Um, if we can just slap those together, man, everything's just really simple, and we wouldn't have to think about anything anymore. But in reality, there's just a lot more complexity. And I think if you were to think about a couple spheres you're involved in, it'd become pretty obvious that, oh, I don't I don't want them to get smashed together. Maybe it's family and construction companies or unions and schools or the bar association and a little league, like hey, you guys are doing different things and you have different tools, of course we would never say, hey, we want, we want the schools to be influenced by the construction company and, and to be intermingled in such a way that you can't distinguish them. You'd say, hey, let's keep those separate and you focus on what you're supposed to do and you focus on what you're supposed to do because that's how you're going to be most effective. And that's the sphere, that's the mm-hmm. sandbox you play in. Right. Don't jump into another one. So I, I think if we pull out of the, the flashpoint debate, 
and go to something else, it'll become obvious like, yeah, what do you want? I work for a construction company. Do I want the construction company so intermingled with my family that it tells, tells me, hey, here's how you're supposed to eat your meals and here's how you're supposed to parent your kids and here's how you're going to take vacations. So no, that's not going to work. So, so you're advocating for separation of construction company and family? That's, that's, my, platform. that's my new platform for running Ooh, for office. <laughs> I, I think everyone will get that on their very first, uh, oh, exactly. in the very first brochure, Eric. Like, what, what is this fool talking about? Yeah, yeah which I think is good. And, and so there, there's, this, there's other side, though, that I think, again, um, though there's some overlap in fighting this, you might say fighting this common enemy, uh, however we like that language or not. There is also, uh, there must be a recognition that, um, for instance, the church and the state, though they overlap with justice and righteousness, they are going to pursue the ultimate end, a different ultimate end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think the church needs to proclaim the risen Jesus mm-hmm. and exalt him. Okay, even when there was established religion, that government wasn't doing that. Right. And the government is never going to do that. And so if, if the, and this I think is where some people get in trouble, is if the purpose of the church is to make moral people, there is an enormous overlap. If all mm-hmm. the church is doing is making people good, mm-hmm. well, that's kind of what we want the government to do too. And so they're all of a sudden in bed together. Mm-hmm. But if you if if the church is really clear, we are we are proclaiming the risen Christ, and the, he is a true king, then that is a very different message than mm-hmm. to say that somebody in this government is king. Right. And so they're on they're on completely different paths, and they need to be kept separate because of that. Mm-hmm. And that that is one of the things I don't think we've thought clearly enough about so far. Right. And. Um, that does really, when I say it that way, it really helps me say, oh, of right. course so. Why would I want them to mingle? I don't want that to get, I don't want that message to get watered down by the church. Mm-hmm. And I don't want the sword. I mean, the sword can't proclaim right. Jesus as king that way. Right. Well, and, and we have to be careful because even as you were saying that, if, if, the church is, if the church exists to make moral people and you, you kept going, if you're not thinking critically, you, you could almost feel yourself not, oh, yeah, nodding along. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Of course. Like, Wait, no, that's not the purpose of the church. We're doing something far greater than that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the results of that are that people are righteous and just and and act differently in the world because you got to change them. But the goal is not, hey, how do we make a moral people? Right. It's it's something completely different. So I just I want to note that again because it's even you're talking like, oh, the temptation is, yep, yeah, 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 yeah that thing. Well, that's well, what they're well, doing. When when you aim low like that, right? I guess that's what I'm saying. That's a low aim. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. And and what happens is when people are on the outside of the church and the message is not um, really clear mm-hmm. and really you know forward with the message mm-hmm. that Jesus is the risen King, mm-hmm. then what it looks like on the outside is those people are good people, mm-hmm. you know, and that so it's a moral mission right and um and certainly and this is one of the things i hear about the founders the founders did understand this that this government that they were making was not going to work with an immoral people it was mm-hmm. really designed with moral people in mind and so everyone says oh then the church needs to be. it's like right. wait a minute wait a minute they are different things and we are we are aiming beyond the morality of the people when mm-hmm. we're talking about what the church does so Mm-hmm. Um, 
anyway, I don't know if we've helped people with this or, or scramble it <laughs> up, but, but there are a couple that, that if I had to say, what are the things that are going to help? Um, one is to, for me, the two clear things that we've said so far, one is that, uh, the, the government carries the sword and you don't want the sword enforcing, mm-hmm. um, religion, even if it's yours. Right. And I think the second thing that for me is the most helpful is that the church is proclaiming a message that is that the government will never buy into, namely that Jesus is the risen king. Right. And that if if that's what we're doing, then we have uh, we're on a different path than the government, and we and we aren't we dare not get in bed together. Mm-hmm. So those are those are the two things in my mind that are the are the clearest and maybe most unusual way to approach yeah. it, I suppose. Yeah. I think that's helpful. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we have maybe caused a bunch of questions. So if there are questions in your mind right now, listener, you know there's an email address you can send them to. That's comment at cityonahillpodcast.com. We would be happy to chat more about this. We, we Even before we start recording, like, oh, maybe there's two, three, four, who knows how many episodes. We could talk about the First Amendment for a while, I'm sure. Um, but we would love to talk about it in a way that inform, is informed by a question so we can help answer a question. So send those to us at comment at cityonhillpodcast.com. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and rate us. If you find what we're doing helpful, a review does go a long way to getting this to other people. Share this with a friend. Throw it on your favorite text thread. Um, just mention it. So, have coffee with someone and just talk about church and state. See what, see what happens. And maybe this will be a helpful way uh, to give you those tools to do that well. Um, And until next time, we look forward to the next conversation.